Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Wait, and okay, so it's on your on your Instagram that you're obsessed with Jessica Simpson and you have like a, a day for her. I need to know more about this. Right. Like, so every Thursday you post like a Jessica Simpson throwback. Right, so every Thursday is hashtag Jessica Thursday. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. And I'm your host, Amanda, here to bring you the latest in all pop culture news, celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny, But Not Fat. Hey guys, and welcome to another week of the Not Skinny, But Not Fat podcast. I have today the host of the podcast, Everything Iconic, comedian and author, Danny Pellegrino. Hello. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And I do apologize if my audio is maybe like a little less than perfect. I'm trying my best, but I have technology problems, but hopefully it sounds okay. And you sound crispy clear to me right now. Um, so Danny Pellegrino, would you call yourself a Bravo-holic? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the channel. And it's become really inconvenient for the rest of my life because all I do <laughs> is watch the, those people on that on that channel. And it's really disgusting. So I, I, I saw that and I noticed that. And I'm kind of jealous of you because I feel like you're doing such a better job than I am. Like, I can't keep up with all the shit. And it looks like you're keeping up with all of it. No, well, looks can be deceiving. I focus on a couple different shows. Like I, especially for my podcast, I like, I try to do just two shows at a time. Occasionally I'll dip into some others, but, uh, and I usually watch a lot of them, but I'll like binge them all at once. But then there's usually like two or three that I'm like very current on. And usually it's the housewives. It's the house. So, so, okay. So tell us what you're, what you're watching, like what you watch. So right now I'm really into, well, Southern charm. I love the real house was a Potomac, which I think is like severely underrated. It's like one of the greatest shows on Bravo right now. They're having oh like God. a breakout season. And I know a lot of people didn't, didn't get on board when it first started, but I promise like this season is blowing like every other franchise out of the water. So so how many seasons are there? If anyone wants to start binging from the beginning, they're on four, but I recommend Mm -hmm. you could start with three. You could start at season three and be fine. I think. Oh, really? Okay. So Potomac underrated, which I don't watch and I probably should. Okay. And I'm new, newly obsessed with below deck and below deck med is on right now. I'm into that right at the moment. So you uh, saw Below Deck and Below Deck Med? I just started Below Deck. So I, I watched like, I binged the last season of the regular Below Deck. And then yeah. now I'm on the Med Mediterranean edition. And I always said... The Med with Captain Lee as well? No, Captain Lee is the um, the original. Original? 
Mm. And then Captain Sandy's Blow Deck Med. Okay. And I always said I wasn't going to do it, but then here I am. I got addicted. People told me it was good and they were right. And people are always right. Like everyone's been telling me Southern Charm and I was like, no, no, no. And then I started yesterday Mm. and I'm like, so do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) The Bapadoos are amazing. This season of Southern, this season of Southern Charm has been like a little bit snoozy compared to the others, but it's still great. I started from the beginning. (gasps) So I'm on like, I'm in 2014 right now in Charleston. Like that's where I'm at. I am so excited for your journey. I shouldn't be that excited, but I'm so excited for you. I am excited too, because it's like the way I started with Vanderpump, I was also a late bloomer Mm -hmm. and uh, a late Vander. And then I, and then I had the audacity, Danny, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know, to call myself a VPR ambassador. Well, I think that's perfectly fine. I think <laughs> we, we need. I was like, I'm self-proclaimed, and no one can tell me anything. I got so obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, and I know you um, love it. You you love it too. So I got so obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, and I started like putting little clips here and there in my stories, and it just became this whole like, oh, I'll just take everyone on this journey of rewatching it with me. And mm-hmm. there were people who started watching it with me, and there were people that rewatched it, mm-hmm. and it's just like one of the. And then after that, I was like, what do I do now? And they were like Southern Charm, mm-hmm. and I and I for a long time felt like this loyalty to VPR, like I'm not going to move on. Right. Um, but, but I started Southern Charm and I'm like, I'm digging. Well, the best part is like seeing it through, this sounds crazy. Like we're talking about a TV (laughs) show about waiters, but the best thing is like seeing it through a fresh person's eyes. So it's like watching your stories and being able to see you watch it for the first time. is like so exciting for someone who like respects the, (laughs) this sounds, I sound like a (laughs) fucking nutball. He's (laughs) more like a... (laughs) professional at what you do okay I'm fucking crazy excuse my french but um <laughs> but seeing it through your eyes is so exciting <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> just cut me off whenever you need to no but now i get because like my my you know followers they're they're so supportive they're like watch it and they get so excited they really do and like i said some start with you and some and then when when i didn't understand it it was weird but then when you get other people to start watching and you see them on first seasons of something you're like <gasps> Mm-hmm. You just wait and you get so into it. Yeah. So I totally get it. And I had quite a freaking journey with Vanderpump. So I am so excited for season eight. And the Bravo fans are just we watch we watch those shows like sports. And I think like the Bachelor Nation is similar. I'm not super into the Bachelor franchise, not because it's not wonderful. It's just I'm so busy with the Bravo. But it's like sports for all of us. And I love that community of of just watching these ridiculous shows and like and being so obsessed with them. I know it's such a different kind of network, but I do watch the Bachelor Bachelorette. Do you not watch it all? I've dipped in and out and I've always loved it. And I've always thought it was like great TV, but I just haven't been able to like fully immerse myself in the world just because I do watch all of these housewives and then, and the below decks and the Southern charms and all of it. So wait, so how are you now that (laughs) the last episode of New York like happened? Well, I'm in mourning. I've been wearing all, all black all week. I have a veil on right now. And is, is New York your favorite? <laughs> New York is my absolute favorite show. Yay! That's you know why that makes me happy because usually I feel like people like the the franchise from where they live, and you live in LA, so I think you would like. Yeah. No. I the the LA franchises or the California franchises have been really bad lately. I think. Uh, but New York just is the funniest to me. Like those women, I will watch them do anything. Like 
I love just seeing them pick rooms for a vacation. I can watch that for <laughs> episodes on end. And those women just, they make me laugh and make me feel like a sense of joy that nothing else ever will or ever has. <laughs> so who's your favorite on, on uh, Roni? Oh God, I think Ramona is my favorite to watch, but I recognize... Oh my God, I can't. I get so annoyed by her. <laughs> I, I recognize she's How the worst. How is she like allowed to be anyone's friend? Like you're a horrible, horrible friend. <laughs> right, a true monster. You're horrible. <laughs> like she's a monster. Like the way... Okay, can we talk about the reunion for a second? Please. So like I was feeling... and And throughout the whole season, I was feeling a little bit bad for Luann, which I think I'm a minority. No, I'm not. I, I didn't feel bad for, I turned on Luann this season. You turned on her. I, I just feel like, okay, like obviously she's all those things. She's so self-absorbed. She's a narcissist. She's not a good friend. Like she doesn't know what's happening in her friend's lives. And like, everyone's a good friend to her. And she's like, you don't, you're not a good friend. But at the same time, she's been through some shit. She obviously has mad, you know, stuff bad shit happening in her life and she's crazy Mm -hmm. and having all of them attack her like three episodes of a reunion just seems like handling that emotionally like six women coming at you and telling you you're a horrible person she somehow like kept her poise like i would cry walk away run off the stage like i I couldn't handle it lou's very resilient she always has been she just like takes it off for you what is that phrase like I don't know. That's a good word. She's, <laughs> she's very resilient. resilient. Like she doesn't, people will throw shit at her. Remember when Bethany was just like yelling at her and calling her a whore in the Berkshires a few seasons ago? And it's like, she just takes it. Yeah. And then this season too, <laughs> when she freaked out at her at the restaurant. I know, but I've turned on Lou and uh, Lou, I don't know. She frustrates me. And that said, like, I would literally take a bullet for any of these women. Like uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> I would cover up a murder for them if I had to, because they're wonderful. But I have turned on Lou in the context of like the group of the, these women. Uh, but I felt like even at the reunion when she was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be in Chicago. And it was like, she just doesn't get it. Like she just doesn't get it. She's detached. Not the time, and Lou, not the time. It's not the time, but at the same time, I do, I'm trying to see her point of view a little bit. And I feel like when she says, you know, none of you are happy for me. And they're all like, we are happy for you. Like, let's admit that you guys aren't. Mm-hmm. Like, not because you're jealous. We know no one wants to be Luann, but no one's actually really support. Like, she's trying... What she really wants is friends who actually love her, support her, show up for her, like, say behind her back, wow, she's so amazing. And she doesn't have mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I feel like she wants that. And the fact that the women are like, we support you. We came to your th- shit. Yeah. Like twice i just fe- I, I, mean, I could feel her a little bit in that sense barbara went to her show like seven or eight times she said which that's <laughs> a saint we need to induct her into the or give her the world peace prize or what's that medal of honor <laughs> she's been to that show <laughs> like she, and she shat on her on the show <laughs> no i couldn't um, there were some luann moments that i was just like this is unreal like when she told sonia she couldn't wear like I don't know, a blouse to the AA meeting. And then Luann comes out in this like sheer dress. (laughs) She just has moments where you're like, no, 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 you're unreal. I really turned on her early in the season when, I mean, it, it always seems like she, this whole arrest thing, she hasn't taken as seriously as I would like her to. It's like she has assaulted a police officer and it just something about it rubs me the wrong way. I don't know if it's the privilege or what it is, but I get like angry with her. I'm like, Luann, you assaulted someone and it feels like, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like you're not taking it all seriously. Now that said... And they all said that too. Yeah, they all said that. And that said, again, I love her and I, 
her song is the song of the summer, Giovanni. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Did you ever see her? Did you go to any of her shows? Oh my God, I, went, I went twice. The second time I went, I felt really gross, but I don't know if that could have been the double vodka sodas I was drinking. Uh, but I also met her at the first show. Like they, she did that, like this little, um, like middle meet and greet backstage or something. And she, um, speaking of the last name Pellegrino, she was telling me about how her, the count <laughs> had like a connection yeah. to some Pellegrino family. Like when they came over on the Suez canal or something, it was like very, odd and I was so wasted because that's what you do at those shows (laughs) and she's like oh it's your family and I was thinking in my head like no it's not but I was like oh yeah (laughs) that was my family at the Suez Canal like I didn't even know what the fuck she was talking about but I was just going with it that's so funny did you have any of the housewives on your show uh I've had a lot of them on my show yeah I've had uh Luann has not been on the show but I've had like Melissa Gorga, Cynthia Bailey. I've had uh, from New York, Dorinda and Sonia. Um, I've had someone from each franchise. Oh, they're a riot. But yeah, they're a riot. Yeah, they're, they're actually my favorite this season, I feel the like. The New York women. Dorinda, Dorinda and Sonia. Yeah. 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 yeah they've, and they've really gotten into a groove and they're very funny together. They are very funny together. They are very funny together. Anyway, um, we'll be right back with more, you guys. We're going to take a quick break. I wanted to tell you guys about Lola. Lola is a female-founded subscription-based program where you receive your customized box, you choose the products, the quantity, and the frequency, whether it's pads, tampons, whatever you need, whatever the quantity is, you choose. I just love that Lola is a female-founded company by women for women. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products. Lola's products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. I literally haven't used tampons in years because I was so afraid that I would be putting God knows what in my body. And with Lola, I can just be relaxed and know that it's 100% safe. I also know that I'm doing good with my purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code NOTSKINNY. Again, you guys, to get 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code NOTSKINNY. if we're talking about your podcast, tell me a little bit about that and how you started. And if you were first like a podcaster, were you on Instagram, Twitter? Yeah. What was your, uh, I used to perform and do stand up and sketch comedy around town. And then I sort of fell into this really dark depression thing. And it was a whole slew of things. It was like professional setbacks and some personal stuff that was going on. And I didn't think I ever really wanted to perform again because it was just, I, I don't know. At the time, I just was like, okay, I'm not performing anymore. And then... Are you from uh, um, California I'm from, originally? Uh, from Ohio. And then I lived in Chicago for a couple years before California. So I'm Midwest. Chicago is like a place for, for c- beginning comedians, Yeah, right? I had done like... Uh, when I was in Chicago, I did like Second City stuff there and, mm. and some improv. Mm-hmm. And I did like a cheesy dinner theater called Tony and Tina's Wedding. And I loved it. And uh, and it was great. And then when I sort of fell into that 
that, I don't know, that sounds so dark, but like that little, that depression, I didn't think I'd perform again. And then I slowly started doing like a lot of memes and stuff on Instagram and, and getting a, like a little following and I would post mostly housewives memes. Uh, and meanwhile, I was like writing a lot and, and then I just thought I had like a little housewivey uh, community or whatever. I thought it would be fun to do a podcast. And so like a year and a half ago, I started my show, Everything Iconic. And I just, uh, I mostly cover Bravo and Housewives and I do like recaps of of the Housewives shows. And then... I, I know, I love that. I listened to to one of your shows and... It was just you doing the whole recap, and I was like, I fucking love this. Oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, occasionally I have guests that come on and recap with me, but uh, or I just do them solo, and um, and then occasionally I'll have celebrity guests. So I've had like some other, I, I've done some other like random episodes that are about different pop culture stuff. So I've had people like Jennifer Love Hewitt and like nostalgic kind of celebrities like that come on the show. And wait, and okay, <laughs> so it's on your. <laughs> On your Instagram that you're obsessed with Jessica Simpson oh. and you have like a, a day for her. I need to know more about this. Right. Like, so every Thursday you post like a Jessica Simpson throwback. Right. So every Thursday is hashtag Jessica Thursday. And it started <laughs> as like, just sort of, I would randomly find Jessica Simpson clips and I find her both wonderful, amazing, ridiculous, like all of the adjectives in the world. I find Jessica Simpson and that whole time, that whole era of like the newlyweds era is so fascinating to me. Like it was just such a weird time in reality TV. And I feel like we've all, we all went through like a Jessica obsession, I think like at a certain point. And so all these clips I kept finding, I would always post and people always seem to really respond to the Jessica Simpson post. So then I just kind of turned it into a Jessica Thursdays where I just find like a little piece of history. No, but first of all, she deserves, she deserves the love. And I really wonder like, where'd she go? And why isn't she blessing us with her voice mm-hmm. and with her, like just who she is? Cause she's so funny yeah. and yeah, cute. I think she was so like weirdly relatable during the whole newlyweds era that I feel like a, everyone of a certain age kind of like attached themselves to her. And then I, I, I don't know. I just, I find her actually very interesting. I sound crazy. This whole interview. <laughs> no, why? I find her so. Don't be ashamed. This is who you are. I find her as like okay. as like a pop culture study. I find her so interesting because it seems like so many people connect with her. Of like different, so many different kinds of people connect with her in a way, and more so than like any other pop star or like public figure celebrity. It seems like you know moms in the Midwest, and then young straight guys and it's like the the weirdest crossover of people that just have at one point or another been obsessed with Jessica Simpson that's such an interesting observation and like random too but I want to know like why do you think she disappeared from like the public you think she's just like living life and she's like happily married and like with her beautiful kids I think that's a few reasons first of all she's like rich as hell because uh, her uh, clothing company still does really well and it still brings in so so much money inexplicably and I think in terms musically she had come out with a country album that was not embraced by the country community (laughs) or the community (laughs) at large and around that time, first of all, it was ahead of its time because now all the girls, all the women in music, they come out with their country albums. You know, Miley Cyrus just did it recently. Lady Gaga did it. Right. You, you, everyone dips their toe into the country market. And she did it before anyone did or before a lot of a lot of them did. And anyway, so 
when she was doing that project, she was going on interviews and saying she would never do pop music again. She said her heart was in country music and then no one embraced that. <laughs> so, oh, poor baby. so since then she's only come out with holiday music, which is crazy. The, her holiday music is insane. <laughs> hearing what it's I bad. Mean, hearing her do a duet of little drummer boy with her sister, Ashley is something that the ears maybe should never experience, but wait, can I tell you what my favorite song and performance of Jessica Simpson is yes. and that I used to sing. Do you remember her duet with Jewel? Mm-hmm, 100%. <laughs> so. To that song. What's that song called? Uh, Who Will Save Your Soul, I think. Is that the one they did? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. No, it's, Danny. I used to belt that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I'm going to no, do it after the podcast. Right? I'm gonna please do, do it. It's the most insane There's duet. S- it's so funny. Right? Her facial expressions, oh. like she's trying to be kind of like an acoustic folks like it's so <laughs> incredibly funny like there's nothing better when um, it don't matter, matter <laughs> with that baby voice <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no oh my god so good and the ricky martin duet was you know the best song ever oh yeah i mean yeah well the ricky martin duet i think i think you're mistaken that's christina aguilera i believe is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> no, I hate myself. I'm supposed to be a pop culture connoisseur, no, Danny. Well, let me just tell you, Christina's no. serving a Jessica-esque look in that video. So I know what you meant. True, true, true. And they both kind of, I mean, Christina was more like in the public eye lately, but they both kind of um, are on the mm-hmm. low radar. But Jessica had some like drama today. She dyed her girl's hair and people are, she's getting some and backlash. The mommy police, they said. Oh, I read an article that was the mommy police came after her. I know. I, Her kids are so pretty, though. They're so, so pretty. I feel bad for any of the moms, like celebrity moms, because no matter what they post, it's like everyone chimes in with their opinions. And it's like as a parent or m- mother or father, I think like, you know, best and ever parents trying to do their best. So leave them, leave them alone. Yeah. No, but that's, back to Christina I, I and Ricky wanna... Martin. I just want to say that Christina yeah. had a very heavy Important. red lip in that video. And that's all I can think about at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> She, she did. Had a very heavy red lip. Nobody wants to be lonely. She had a red a lip. Red Nobody lip. I'm going to rewatch it as soon as we're done here. But yes. Oh, it's such a good video. I wonder if I knew that Ricky Martin was gay and then. We all hoped. I mean, I had hoped, but. Uh. <laughs> it wasn't heavy red, Danny. It was heavy bronze. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah. It was heavy bronze. Okay, bronze. interesting. But it was heavy. It was, it was very, yes, it's a very heavy. Heavy an aggressive makeup. look. That's all I can think about. It was I, all I can remember it was it, aggressive. Wait, Danny. And then there's something huge that happened today, you guys, which I saw right before we started the podcast, is that you collabed on a book with Ariana and Tom I did, Sandoval. Yeah, they just literally just announced it before I started recording. I mean, I've, I've I know <laughs> that's what I'm I've saying. known about it, obviously, but um, I wasn't able to say anything. About it. Tell us about it's it. It's just a book called Fancy as Fuck Cocktail. I'm sorry, it's Fancy AF Cocktails, and it's um, if you watch Vanderpump Rules, you know that they've talked about this cocktail book on the show for years, and it's finally years. coming out. And it's honestly like I can't wait for people to see it. I think it's gonna be uh, blow people away from with what it is. I was the co-author of it. So I helped them kind of bring all their recipes to life and, and put some fun little tidbits from the show and, and hopefully it's some laughs. And How did that happen? Tell us about that. Well, I was a ghostwriter uh, before actually starting the podcast. And so I had Ariana on my show actually, and I had asked her on my podcast, I was like, what's going on with this cocktail book? 
and they didn't, uh, it, it just sort of stalled. They didn't have, um, it just sort of stalled. And so I was like, you guys have to do this. Like this has to, we got to make this work. So then, uh, we went and, uh, they had a great concept and we, we sort of came up with something. So the book has drink recipes for every. Wait, so once she was on your podcast, you attached mm-hmm. yourself to the that's, project. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> she was like, we're doing this. You're like, we're going to do like, this. It has to come out. Like I'll right. make it happen. And then I made it happen. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say oh, that's that I, I'm taking too much credit. I'm, but no, uh, no. Yeah. And it turned out really, really great. And it's, it's funny and silly and ridiculous and wonderful. And there's like sexy photos in it that people are going to just like love. And, and also they're, they're very smart and funny and they're in on it and they, it's, they're in on it. It's like very fun. And I think people are going to be really surprised by how great it is. And the drinks are amazing. The I mean, every, I can't wait for people to see it. So yeah. it's out First of all, it's long awaited because I'm pretty sure she was talking about it since like pff, the second season or right. something. It was, I think it was season. It was actually like season five when she came up with it. But it feels like forever in Vanderpump Rules years because everything on that show moves so quickly. Right. And right. And there are like 27,000 episodes mm-hmm. a season. And yeah. And you get lost in that world. No, I'm just saying it's Tequila Katie is one of the drinks. Yeah. So there's certain drinks that are like kind of connected to certain cast members. But then there's a lot that are just uh, random drinks that I promise you like some of the drinks they would make for me that I would get to try. It was like they taste so good. And then they're crazy and creative and there's drinks like that are classier for like a, a you know if you're throwing like a high-end party or a high-end i don't know a classier drink and then there's stuff that's like super trashy but like still tastes great so it's like kind of a mix yeah i saw it's like classy and trashy so how did they because i remember on the show ariana wanted it to be like a solo project for her and then tom was like trying to get in on it and she's like get out of my shit and then she was like let's do it together so how did it feel like being on the inside and working it with was them. so weird because it was like being in one of the episodes in that way but they really like <laughs> i was so blown away by their i don't know how well they get along and how well they sort of complement each other which i don't know that it always translates on the show but they really do kind of complement each other in weird ways that i didn't expect and and they both Ariana is like so whip smart like she's very very intelligent and like and funny and clever and and Tom is so insanely creative in like the weirdest ways and right and especially about like yeah, cocktails I mean, the way that his we brain know. works is just so fascinating to me it's like it's crazy wait so how was it for you though like being a, such a fan of the show and like all of a sudden being in a situation that you're working with them on like it was, it was really book. fun and I I hope my goal with it was to like come at it from that angle of like, what do, what would a fan of the show want to see from this? And so mm-hmm. I really, true, I really tried true. hard to like get in as much as I could of like stuff that I wanted to see as just a fan of the show. And so that's why I think people, I, I hope people really love it. And I hope fans of the show really like it because that's was like almost my entire goal going in. It was like, let's get out as much little, uh, you know, tidbits about the show or, or behind the scenes information or, or that I would find sure. interesting, not just like bullshit stuff. That was a good idea. So that was your idea. Yeah, I, just, I wonder if they would have thought that, thought about that without you because I'm seeing like one of the things and it does kind of add a nice little, they put like one of the text messages mm-hmm. from Katie yeah. in the tequila Katie, like one of her rants. Like, so and funny, I remember right? this is actually the line. 
Yeah, I'm tired of fighting and defending my gun, my uh, defending myself against y'all with my fiance. Jesus it's Christ! Like that, yeah, <laughs> I remember those. Texts. I thought like we needed to have that. Tech, we needed to see it to be like maybe text. I agree. That's a really nice. That's really good for you know just like from a marketing perspective and for fans of the show who are getting it. Um, they, they would get it even if they didn't you know, want to make cocktails just to like see those little tidbits. Yeah, so I, and, hope, I hope people you know? will see it and laugh and just, and make some of the cocktails. And I promise they're really great. And, uh, and they were surprisingly wonderful to work with. Um, so I hope that fan, that, that was my goal, just fans. I want them to like the book and I think they will. And I think seeing it all together too, I mean, they just announced like the cover and they showed just one of the recipes, but I think seeing the whole collection, I think people will, will really be surprised by it, I'd say. Yeah, no, it's first of all, very proud of them for doing it, you know, for having, wanting to do something and setting the goal and it finally coming out. And I don't feel, yeah, it wasn't like shared. It wasn't like, we're still working on it. Like stay tuned. Like it wasn't talked about at least on social media for a little bit. So we were blown away today when it came out. It's it's really like the publishers hot and Mifflin, which is like an amazing, huge publisher. And I'm telling you like the quality of the book is, I keep saying going to blow people away, but I just think people are going to be surprised at the quality of this entire project because they really, you know, they could have just come out with some like little self-published pamphlet or something just to like shut up people who were like, you're never going to. No, I feel like with Sandy, Sandy wouldn't let that happen. No. Yeah, he would let something little and pamphlety come out. Come on, <laughs> but I feel like that would that would have been never. the instinct because it was like everyone was giving them so much shit about it never coming out, and so I think it's great. Yay! Well, everyone, go check it out. When is it? It's like yeah, pre-order, pre-order right? Now, uh, if you go to fancyafcocktails.com or it's on it's on Amazon and all those retailers and stuff, but it comes out December third. So it's like a great great holiday gift. Cool. Well, congrats. Um, we're going to take a quick break and be uh, right back. So you were a writer before you were saying. Right. I was like a ghostwriter, co-writer. So uh, before I started the podcast and stuff, I had co-written a book uh, with a guy from The Biggest Loser. His name is Bob Harper. The book was The Super Carb Diet. So that was his whole thing. But I was the I helped him kind of bring it to life. And then, uh, yeah. And I write some scripted stuff too. So I'm in the process of a, a, a scripted feature film that I wrote. Hopefully we'll get made maybe um oh wow so you're juggling a lot mr pellegrino i like to, i love to write so hopefully i you love to write i know i love to write too and it's fun when it comes you know together with some with writing about something that you actually want to write about yeah and it's so uh, such a long process like any sort of published or or any sort of writing gig it's like you finish writing it and then it just takes everything's just so slow which can be very frustrating and discouraging but then something like this comes out and it happens and you get to reap in all the benefits yeah and hopefully and hopefully people enjoy and yeah people will enjoy it um and tell so if we're already talking about vanderpump rules uh Stassi and Bo got engaged. I know. Uh, I saw that. And also, did you? Were you excited? Did you cry? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> but I. People would like fan me, like, oh my God, are you crying? Like, I'm crying. I, I do. Uh, I did love the ring. And I did. Uh, it did look really pretty. I agree. I agree. And I do sort of. People 
I know I get very divisive about this, but I would like to see like a newlyweds reboot with these two on Bravo. I saw that. Wait, did you put that up? Did, did. you make that I or did. did someone else make that? You made, I made it? it? Yeah. And I thought, I think it needs to happen. Oh my God. That, I mean, I heard somewhere, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I remember someone told me that when Stasi had moved to New York, um, remember that season she came to New York and she wasn't like on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone told me, someone from the inside, I think, that she was kind of hoping to get like a spinoff. I didn't know that. And like, so I feel like she would be so down with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel, I feel like it's something that just needs to like be offered and for us fans to say that we want it and it will happen. They're very entertaining. She's very entertaining. She's you know, witty and funny and, 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 and smart. I think we need to just branch off with the show. Like the, the traditional mm. Vanderpump rules is it's getting a little bit tired, I think. And so I would mm. just hope that it evolves into whether it's spinoffs and then bringing new people onto the main show or something like that. That's what I would. You're right. I mean, for. I'm, I'm such a lover of um, Vanderpump rules, but you're right that, you know, everyone's, gotten married, bought homes, like, you know, what is going to go down? Are we going to do a whole season about how James sucks? Like what, what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. It's, and I don't want it to feel contrived either. Like I don't want the show to feel like I hate when I see them working at the places and I'm thinking like, are they really working there? Like, I'm not saying they're not, but we kind of know they're not. Yeah. And that takes away so much of the fun of the show. So I hope that True. it just evolves into whatever. I don't even know what it, it'll look like, but I I hope that it just doesn't. I I don't want them to screw up like my favorite show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they tried to do the the spinoff with Jackson Brittany, oh. which is so funny that that's what that's what the the trial spinoff was. Hard pass on that um, one. I couldn't watch that. Yeah. No, I didn't watch that either. But I would definitely watch Astasi and Bo. And yes, I agree that the ring was really beautiful, and he proposed in a freaking graveyard i know that's cute i mean that's like her uh, it's cute because she loves that shit yeah i think um i saw online that they had the engagement party at lisa vanderpump's too and everyone was sending me that Kristen wasn't there i know people were sending me that <laughs> i know people wanted answers i was like i don't know where Kristen is i know but i, don't I know noticed either. that too but I mean, more than that, I noticed that she didn't put up anything about the engagement. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, you know, some shit brewing on season eight with Kristen. I kind of feel bad. What's your feeling on Kristen? Well, by the way, I just want to say that I love everyone that we all get like Same. fucking super sleuths. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> like, they, Chris, this person didn't comment. It's like so amazing. Like I love everyone. And um, <laughs> what was the question? What do I think of Kristen? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I've always been a Kristen apologist. She's one of the few that I've never like met in real life, but I still just like, I have this weird loyalty to her and I don't understand why. And I think she's just given us so many great moments over the course of the show that I always get worried that she's going to get pushed out because I find her Mm. to be maybe like one of the most entertaining. Like I know she's divisive, but I I love her and I, I don't want her to get pushed out because I feel like we need that fire starter on the show. We need someone sometimes to like, we're, really drunk and like fall all mm-hmm. over. Like sometimes we're supposed to hate people on these shows so that they can move forward. Like if we get rid of all the people that 
you know, are the the crazy ones, then we have no shows. You're so right. And you know, I, I always say this because I get asked a lot, like, who's your favorite Vanderpump Rules cast member and who's your least favorite? Um, and I, I don't think I even can answer that because I always say like, when I watch this show, like, it's like I'm, I'm living this life, right? So I'm like in this place, I'm like watching these characters do crazy ass shit and I'm not judging them as like real people. Like I know they're Mm -hmm. real people on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm not like James is so awful. Like I hate him, you know, like I don't hate James, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. hate Kristen. I don't think, you know, the people that are kind of more on the villain side on the show, even like I, I actually like, all the characters like do you feel that way like I just feel like everyone brings something different and of course I can say like oh this person did that and that was sucky or but it's like I don't there's not not one cast member that I dislike on the show yeah I agree I think everyone brings someone I I don't know actually I don't know if I agree that I don't like or that there's I, I don't know I do think though that there, I, I switch all the time. Like I'll hate them for one episode and then I'll love them the next episode. And someone like James, who I feel like is someone we would tradition or I would traditionally like in real life find horrible. Yeah. For some reason watching on the show, I'm like, Oh, I love him. So it's a weird, you mentioned like you watch it, like their characters and it is almost like they're a cartoon. Like, you just, I don't know. You make allowances for people that I wouldn't ever make allowances in real life for. True. But, and, and then, it, and then and, it is fun to hate on, it is fun to hate sometimes some of them. Like it, it, that's great too. But I think they're the, mo, the best reality characters are the ones where we kind of like go back and forth with, I think. Otherwise, if we have no feeling towards them, then they're boring. And true, then true. That, in which case they need to go. But I, I, at least if sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them, then I think they're giving us something. So if I ha- was going to ask you the annoying question of who's your favorite on VPR, would you be able to answer? Uh, let me think. You know, even before working with Ariana and Tom, like I always love, I called him my Tommy. (laughs) I find him like, so I find him so like, I call him Sandy. Yeah. He's my Tommy. Like, um, I don't know if you ever watched the Rosie O'Donnell talk show, but she always said, she always called Tom Cruise her Tommy, <laughs> but I, he doesn't know that I call him that. By the oh, way, he but doesn't? I, no, you didn't break but, the ice to the point no. that you could tell him that. I'm shocked. Just only behind the back of my podcast, I call him that. But it's all in love because I find him so like um, I, I don't know. So he reminds me a lot of my brother in a way too. It just he seems very simple minded in the best way, and he's like sensitive and true. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, and every then, time I had to play uh, Fuck, Mary Kill with Jax Sandoval and uh, Schwartz, I married Sandoval. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't know. He's, I took it seriously, too. I was like, who do I marry? Like, who's going to, you know, I, t- I took those mm-hmm. questions really seriously, sure. you know. Um, and he just seemed like... Who did you say about the other two? What did you oh say? Oh, my God. So it feels weird to say fuck Jax, but the, this is what I came to at the end. Because wow. I assumed, wow, I assumed that Jax was like probably good in bed, you know. Right, right. I think so. Even though at the beginning, I remember I I I, I thought Schwartz was really hot. Yeah. Um, and then he pissed me off a lot during the show, and I love Katie a lot. Um, mm. but he did a lot of shit that I was like, I'm not sure that I would want to have sex with you. Yeah. 
What about you? What would you fuck Mary Kill? Gosh, I've literally been thinking about it since you mentioned it. And <laughs> You're I, like, what was I? I've been ignoring everything you've said since because <laughs> I You're in your head. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. I think I don't know. I think I I think I would marry Schwartz F Tom I don't F know. Or Tommy. Maybe, F your yeah. Tommy. Well, only because I feel like Schwartz we've heard that he's not great at bed, but maybe he would be good if it was something different. I don't know. Wait, you're marrying him though. I know that's but I'm saying maybe I would switch. I can't decide. Oh. That's why I'm going back and forth. But, but I definitely know I would. Yeah, you're I definitely know. <laughs> I de- I'm clear on that. Yeah. You're killing jacks. Okay. So then it's between Mary and that's a thing though, because if you think about it, like Tom has been faithful to Ariana mm-hmm. as far as yeah. we know right? Miami girl right. never panned out. Like that never was a real thing. Right. Right. Know. That never right. got proven. You know who I found really attractive, but he was like such a, a, sne- a snore on the, <laughs> such a, not, that's not the right word. Such a snooze fest on the show. Is that Adam? Oh my God. Adam. I found, I found him so incredibly attractive. Like really I don't know attractive. what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, um, when I was on, I, I did Sheena's show and she asked me, fuck, Mary kill. And she put Adam, she put Rob mm-hmm. and she put, uh, uh, Shay. And I remember oh I was God. like, okay, Mary Shay. And then I was like, mm. and I debated and she like opened her eyes at me as if like, you need to know that you're killing Rob. And I was like, okay, kill, kill. Yeah. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, very subtle like, that one no, and I was like of course fuck Adam like what was I thinking you know um, yeah. Yeah, but, he was uh, so attractive I, I don't know if he's even going to be on the show anymore but I, I don't know he had something he, re- he sort of reminded me of some guy back in the day and I don't know I just was like oh my god I love Adam him. he seemed yeah. kind of did you think when he had that blowout um, uh, with Sheena at the end where he was like kind of jealous of her hooking up with that model dude and he was like get off of me like do you think yeah. that was kind of did, did you buy it that he was like actually upset I did not buy it. And that I seemed, also, that seemed kind of contrived, right? Like that moment was so like, bizarre. Especially because we, we didn't see any emotion from him like the whole season and all of a sudden he bl- blew up. However, it was all worth it for Sheena crying into Mima's arms. <laughs> 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 she was like sniffing poppers or I don't know. She had an essential oil in her hand when she was no, like I can't. curled up in the fetal position into Mima's breast. And it was just no, like, oh my go God. I can see her on Mima's breast now and find the poppers. <laughs> no, Sheena was another one. Like I remember when I started watching and I would get DMs like, uh, Sheena's the worst and a lot of hate towards her from season one. And I remember being like, you guys, I don't know what you want. She seems like a good person. She seems like a good friend. Like you guys are crazy. And then there, the, the Rob season came mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I get it. Like she's, she's being self-centered. Like she's, you know, all these things. But again, like I'll never have those feelings of, the people like hate certain certain characters and and mm. on the show and like you know how everyone was coming for Katie on season eight on season seven about James I was like everyone relax you know? know like calling her a bully I was like I what is wrong with you like I know no. the, the cast is like so divisive I've noticed because I've had a lot of them on my what show and that then word, Danny well it's like every time I have them on I get the amount of messages I get no matter who it is like yeah I had James on recently oh, well first so I had I had Katie on like uh, at the end of last season, and the amount of messages I got was insanity. And really? 
people were so angry and like just saying mean things like how dare I have her on because like you said they were saying she's a bully and all this stuff and I was like I don't think like if somebody called me fat on tv like I would be dead like come on like somebody you know whatever so anyway then I had James on because everyone was yelling at me because I had Katie on and then it was like the same situation then everyone's yelling at me how dare you have him on so I just feel like with all of these people they're people get angry and they take these sides uh, and it's it's people sometimes get a little a little too intense, but I also love that intensity when it comes to certain it's aspects of the show. Yeah, yeah, so but I, I yeah, I I told Katie this, and I also told like my followers, and some were kind of like upset with me, and they're like, I can't believe you're like a Katie mm-hmm. girl. People are gonna um, DM us after this and say, How dare you? <laughs> but I was like, Listen, I'm a woman, okay, that also struggles with weight and you can call me ugly. You can call me stupid. If you call me fat, <laughs> like, right. you know I what think, I mean? Yeah. Like that's a sensitive me word. It, it's like, and and she said to him, like your pants are low. Like, okay, people. Not the same. I and know. I, same. I feel the same way. I was, and no uh, one cared when Kristen was fired and no one cared when a bunch of people were fired and James has a rough family life and it sucks. Like I feel for him too. When he cries mm-hmm. to Lisa, like a little baby stomping his feet, like Lisa, please no. Like, I die. Like it breaks my heart. But at the same time, like what did Katie do? Like she didn't do anything that, that other people didn't do. And from that to be like a bully, I was like, how? And, and I think too, she's definitely said things to Schwartz that are crossing a line. I do agree with that, but also it's like, he's her husband. And if he's okay with it, then why are we the ones that? Are? Yes. And I he don't. was a piece of shit to her and cheated on her. God knows how many times. Right. And that's I know probably why all that pent up, you know, shit comes out on him. But on uh, general on the show though, I feel like the audience tends to side more with the men. And I think the uh, men get so many more allowances and I don't know what that is exactly. If it's just, I don't know what it is, but I sort of think like, well, shouldn't we support these women? Like, because they're the ones being cheated on. They're the ones who are in some of these, I don't know. But didn't you think it was weird speaking of like cheating and women and blah, 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 that, you know, when, when Lala and Ariana hooked up and hooked up is like under, under, like not giving it enough um, credit. Um, When uh, Lala went down on Ariana in the backseat of Tom's car and Tom was driving Mm-hmm. Did that not feel weird to you? Like, did that not feel like cheating to you in this like weird fucked up way? I don't know. Maybe I've just been watching this show for too long, but You're nothing like, no, phases totally me. totally normal. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Duh. literally. I'm just like, oh, that happened. Like, I totally, <laughs> until you just said it now, I totally forgot it even happened. <laughs> I, remember I was blown away because I was like, fine, like, do your thing. But like, your boyfriend's right there. He's not that into it. He said that he wasn't that into it. Like, yeah. Even I though feel, it's with a woman, it's like still kind of cheaty. But I feel like maybe it doesn't yeah. count on Vanderpump. I don't, nothing counts on there. It's like they do the craziest thing. I mean, if he, but he was okay with it. He was there, so it wasn't like a surprise. I know that's so weird, though. She just went down on her in the back of the car. I really love the way that they handled that. Actually, like from a like from a sexuality standpoint, it was like they didn't. It felt like that it wasn't judged, whereas I feel like on other right. TV shows True. and stuff, it would have been judged. And Ariana just flat out said, like, yeah, I have a, a bisexual. I, I forgot exactly how she worded it, so forgive me. But she said something about has a bisexual past or is bisexual or something like that. And it was just, okay, it felt like handled. Are. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, yeah. regarding that, like, I think 
when Billy Lee came on and she was calling them like transphobic or something, I was like, these group of people are the least homophobic, transphobic people ever. Like aside from, you know, the, the pride day, which is so funny when you binge watch the show, it just feels like you're watching episodes and then it's pride day. And then you're watching (laughs) pride day. It's like pride day, pride day. Um, I would be like, how am I here already again? Um, but I remember thinking like there's such a like accepting group of people. Like I'm sure maybe Jack's behind the scenes isn't, I don't know what to think right. about him sometimes, but I'm just saying everyone is, seems kind of like bisexual. Everyone is like <laughs> up with everyone. These people are definitely accepting of other people's like sexuality. So. Yeah. I think that I, I think speaking of the pride episodes, I had recently rewatched the one after the Orlando shooting. And that's like what always comes to mind because I I don't think they're perfect by any means, but I think that episode in particular, when, uh, just like living in West Hollywood and, and knowing that that morning of that pride, it was like, there was these reports that there was a shooter on the loose in, in West Hollywood or, or there was all this turmoil. And then the night before there was this uh, large mass shooting in Orlando, uh, uh, an LGBT hate crime. And then to see these people trying to figure out if they should go to work in West Hollywood after all this has happened. And then seeing Tom was like crying like that yeah. episode. And he was, it, he was so touched and he's like, we have to go work and we have to go entertain them. I think he said, and yeah. it was like, that touched me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm a big gay. <laughs> home and, and crying. And I remember being like, you guys are so sensitive and it's really beautiful. You know, yeah, yeah. I remember feeling that way too. But what did you think about but also, By the way, I just want to say that they need yeah. to have more LGBT representation on that show because they mm. are in West Hollywood, like the gayest part of town. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't understand why they don't have, and Billy Lee just said she's gone now. And it's like, we need, right. I, I I've been saying we need more LGBT people on that show. On the show, yeah. And what do you, what did you think about Billy Lee? You know, I Billy Lee's another one where I feel like people were very hard on her. I totally understood what Billy was trying to say. She was I believe trying to say like this was a trigger for me. So that whole girls night thing was a trigger and I think like when you grow up feeling like you're always being excluded or you can't fit in with a certain gender or group, then something like that can be very triggering. And so while I mm-hmm. don't agree that they were being transphobic, like I don't think that was meant at all by the mm-hmm. by the women on the show, I do understand that she was Billy was triggered by it. And so I kind of saw both sides to to be honest with you. And I felt like everyone was very hard. And then at the reunion I got very upset because it felt like no one was letting Billy explain that even Lisa Vanderpump Mm. kind of like right cut her off and I thought oh this is she's Billy Lee was the only person on the show to be able to explain this feeling that I think a lot of LGBT people have had uh myself included I feel like I felt that way before and so I thought this was a great opportunity for Billy Lee to hopefully explain it better than she had in the season but then she was shut down so quickly it was like yeah I I remember that but did you hear about the supposedly why she left the show? No. Wait. Oh, what? wait. Is it the Jacks? Is is it because like someone behind? Didn't she say someone behind the scenes was being? I don't they tell. They were me. trying to like. She said they were. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to play the guessing game. Um, she was <laughs> saying that like producers were trying to like contrive a story about her and Sandoval, a, a hookup. Oh my story. god! I did not hear that. I did not hear yes. that. Wait, she said yeah. producers were trying to make a storyline happen with Tom? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my uh-huh. God. I wonder if we'll see. Yeah. Will we see that? I think she's I on the season a little bit. And I wonder if she actually got fired because that's what I heard that she actually just wasn't asked back. Oh. Um, which um, maybe would, would make sense. But, but about that night, it was just like, for me, I was trying to understand her point of view, but I think like at the end of the day, I'm just thinking as me who like, I barely want to hang out with my own friends. So like <laughs> hanging out with someone who isn't my friend, like then I would be like, I don't want, like I'm not inviting you in my apartment. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So I was just thinking in that way, like Katie didn't invite her because like they're not friends, but, um, but yeah, she should have gotten uh, the, the the platform to maybe explain that better. But I did like her and um, Jeremy hooking up. I was like, okay, Jeremy. Like, I loved how he just like, it wasn't even talked about, you know? And that's mm-hmm. what I really respect about a lot of the cast on the show that it wasn't even like, oh, like, check out. Like, you know, it wasn't like a question. Yeah. Um, that it was just like, he was dating this woman and, or they hooked up or whatever. Yeah. I would like to see more stories, uh, more stories out of Billy Lee. I, I don't know. I don't know why it never quite clicked or worked out with her, but I felt like, I don't know. It's hard on that show, though, with new people. It seems like no one it's is quite hard, yeah. able to fit in exactly with the old cast. And I don't know. Because it's an old cast. It's not like two seasons, mm-hmm. you know? It's like so many seasons. And, and no turnover. Really like on The Housewives, they fire people all the time. And on Vanderpump True. Rules, it's like the same exact cast. And so, True. I don't know. On Housewives, I like that they keep the turnover going so that no one feels too comfortable. Speaking of Housewives, what did you think of Barbara, like being <laughs> on the show and not being a wife, but like being there and kind of weird? Yeah, I go back and forth with Barbara. Like, honestly, she obviously she didn't fit in with the group and it, she didn't really offer a whole lot. But then also, right. like, I felt bad for her at the end. And then ultimately, I think at the end of the reunion, I was like, you know what? I love Barbara, but I want her to get out of this because I don't want her to turn into a monster. She seems nice. Yeah, like she's like, seems like true. Exactly. She seems nice and she seems like a good friend and everyone could kind of agree on that. And, but I wonder, because I feel like there's something juicier behind this, like as to why she was on the show, but not a wife. Because she wasn't just a friend of, you know what I mean? She was like in every episode. Right. Well, I had had her on my show just a couple weeks ago and she had said I had asked like there were rumors that she had like given Bravo an ultimatum because she was like suing them at one point or something like that but apparently and then I heard from some people that work on the show apparently that wasn't true I I really think it was just like she didn't have much to offer like so they had filmed her a lot Mm-hmm. And she was at all the events. And that happens a lot with the Housewives where it's like they'll film and then decide at the end of the season if they're main wife or not. And uh, from what I had heard, I don't know this to be fact, but usually like if they show their home life, then their main wife. So they didn't follow mm-hmm. any of Barbara's home life. She was just at all the stuff. And so that was why she ended up just being a friend of because she wasn't really offering anything in terms of like her personal life to the show. So it was like, okay, then she's just not. Whereas the rest of the women, you follow them home and you see like Dorinda renovating her house and, and uh, Bethany at her business, or you see personal scenes with them. But Barbara, we never saw anything that was personal. True. Aside from her kind of talking about her sexuality, which didn't you think it was like so like 1950s, how the housewives were like gender fluid. What is that? Like, are you bi? Like, what is that? Like, and didn't you feel like that was kind of like 
you almost didn't want to believe that they could be so like far behind in life. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with her sexuality was very upsetting. Even like Ramona at a party was like, you two fucking <laughs> or something like that to like, it was like it was so, so, so inappropriate. And it, and it felt like they were just treating her sexuality as like a party trick at times. Like, and also like, as if it was like, so like, mm-hmm. ooh, like really like as if they never met a gay person before, like they live in New York. It was just very kind of off putting to me. me like obviously, cause I mean, Bethany should have been like cooler about it, but I feel like even she was like, she, she kissed her at one point when they were playing like truth or dare. And it was like a, haha, Oh my God. I kissed her. It was like, uh, yeah. what's cool and also how have you never kissed a girl in your 55 and 65 or whatever? Yeah, it was, I don't it know. It does kind of off putting for me, but, um, but yeah, and Bethany has that new uh, boyfriend who looks like he's 12. Yeah, he's cute to me. I think he's he he's handsome. Cute. But yeah, yeah. She always has these like life or death situations <laughs> where she gives me like actual anxiety. I'm like, bitch, how are you eating me so soon? <laughs> and not fucking checking if it doesn't have fish in it. Like what is happening? Like I literally got into, like I was having a panic attack watching it. I was like, you could have died because you <laughs> ate gross me so soup. Yeah. Um, I, but she's a right. I get anxiety from her Instagram stories and I'll watch them, but there, she posts <laughs> so much on her Instagram stories and it gives me anxiety. Wait, so speaking of, I'll just say one thing about that. Didn't it kind of piss you off? Because I feel like you're not going to agree with me. I like already have a sense of your your opinions. Oh my god! Um, how dare you? So <laughs> <laughs> she was making fun of, Carol. of Tinsley, oh, oh, okay, and her dog dying. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she was hysterical on Instagram when her dog died. Right. right. I saw her on Instagram when her dog died and she again put me in deep like anxiety. I was like, what is happening? What do I do? And I was kind of thinking, didn't you feel like it was like bitchy of her to be kind of mocking? Tinsley did like thaw the dog and like defrosted, which is kind of weird. Bethany knows what she's doing. She knows how to play the whole game and twist and turn anything she wants. Even with Carol, do you remember she made such a thing of like Carol's always on social media and I was watching that and thinking like, I follow you both. And Bethany, you're the one who's literally never puts down your phone. Like if you follow her on Instagram, which nothing wrong with that, she's building her business and it's doing uh, great for her. But it's like, she's constantly on social media posting everything she eats, everything she does. And then to hear her say to kind of like gas, I don't know if gaslight's the right term, but to kind of say like, Carol's the one doing that. It just felt like, wait, you're, you're trying yeah. to trick me into believing that? And I did. I got tricked. <laughs> True. And she would be like, Kara like, cares about what she wears and like going out all of a sudden and like acting like she's 25. Yeah. But I guess like I was kind of upset when Kara left, but it's like, again, like they keep you interested and you're like, oh, uh, Carol who? Like you don't miss her. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I actually did miss Carol a little bit. I just feel like this past season was missing a voice and I'm not sure... I'm not saying they need Carol back, but I think it was missing like a non-narcissistic voice because a lot of times when Carol was around, she would be in scenes with the women and she'd be asking them questions Mm. and she wasn't so concerned with like her life, but she was asking like Bethany or Ramona or Luann, like what's going on with them. And this season I noticed there was like a lot of scenes where it'd be like Bethany and Ramona getting together or or whoever. And it's like, everyone just wants to talk about themselves. Mm, That's a good point. So I think it's just missing someone who's not narcissistic, but is still like an outgoing enough personality that'll give us good TV. That's a good point. I wanted to talk about another thing I saw on your Instagram and I had to rewatch it a few times, which is, uh, which are your ASMR videos. Mm, thank you. 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking, not I'm that a... you. <laughs> why I'm thinking. I'm like, mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. No, they were hysterical. So you're welcome. They were hysterical. And I had to rewatch them because they were so funny. But two things. Can you explain to us what ASMR is and do I have it and like what's going on? I don't know how to explain it. I wish I, wish <laughs> I did. Like it doesn't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like basically like a whisper. <laughs> it's like whispering... Basically, the ones I was doing were dubbing a whisper voice over a scene, but you also highlight the sound effects that are going on in the scene. So it's like, I was taking scenes from Real Housewives, so I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a scene. You did the Teresa flip a table. Right. So you, Teresa flipping a table. But so you do her monologue of like prostitution whore, but you do it in a whisper tone. And then you also like put in sound effects for like the table. And what it does, it sort of highlights like the language that she was using. And, and so you're able to really pay attention to what she said and it's crazy. And oh my God. I don't know that people do it. There's ASMR videos on YouTube that are like super long and wonderful. And it's not always dubbing. Like I was dubbing housewife scenes, with it, but you can go on YouTube and it's just people whispering into a microphone and it's soothing, like it's soothing to the ear. And so people <laughs> like literally listen to these to go to bed. Like they listen to ASMR to go no, to sleep I and can't. to relax. It's, yeah. Oh, I thought that was like, it's so, like a okay. Thing. It's a thing. No, those were hysterical. You also did the Vanderpump Rules. Um, you did some scenes and, you know, the Stasi Pina Grigio. And it was so funny. And people fucking loved it, right? Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then I did a, Jess, I did a newlywed scene too. Spe- speaking of Jessica Simpson, it all goes back to Jessica. <laughs> but I did a newlywed scene. And yeah, they were fun to do. They were so oh, insane. I find that. It's on there somewhere. How did it come to you to do that? I think ASMR just had gotten, I had seen ASMR popping up in every place on the internet. And so I just decided, I, I always see everything through a lens of housewives. So <laughs> Right. True. A true Bravo-holic. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. So Danny, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us here. And um, we know you. the book is coming out. Fancy AF. Yes, fancy uh, AF. Fancy AF. Um, what else is going on for you and where can people find you and uh, tell I, us everything? I would love everyone to listen to my podcast. It's called Everything Iconic. I have to have you on at some point. I'm not technologically advanced, so when you're in LA, like we have to make it happen. Um, but it's Everything Iconic. It's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. And uh, you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, I think that's it. Yeah just writing. I'm working on a couple other like writing projects, but I don't know. Um, but I don't know. That's all. I don't know. Danny, thank you so much again for being on. And I've loved talking to you. This was so and fun. You're thank have you. To, and I'm going to have to talk to you about my journey of Southern charm. I know, please. You have my, you have I my information, like email me. And <laughs> when you're in town, like we're just gonna, we're going to talk about it for hours, whether you want okay. to or not. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, I love you. 
I will see you next Tuesday. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And if you are listening right now and are finishing up listening, screenshot that you are, DM it to me, tag me in your story, show me that you're listening, rate and review it, like I said at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, Thank you to the Podglomerate Network for producing and editing my show as per usual. Thank you to my co-host, Ariel. Thank you to you guys. And I will see you next Tuesday. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.